On tonight's episode, a SeaWorld orca has died at the young age of 30. Will PETA orchestrate a protest? Have we slipped into a true Orwellian dystopia? Then, Kuala Lumpur is being overran by a gang of monkeys. Have locals gone completely bananas? Will this guerrilla warfare destroy the entire city? Finally, a new trend has taken over South Korean Asian pop bands dressing like Nazi troopers. Why are we, why are people so furious? Nazism is not a joke, and frankly, we should all be offended. We're reporting the impending apocalypse, and this is your front row seat. This is Chrome Dome Radio. here. We're a little late. We're going to go over our favorite news topics of the evening, and uh, we're late because Zach's late. Yeah. <laughs> what happened, buddy? Um, well, no worries, man. So, I have something that may help you out a little bit. I would like to present you with this. This will help you <laughs> tell the time in the future. And look, it's even set for 9 o'clock, <laughs> which is the time Chrome Dome Radio goes live on YouTube every Friday night. Well, not every Friday. Well, from here on out. <laughs> I mean, you hope. I do hope. I, I make no promises. <laughs> you should just, like, uh, give everybody a window. It's like, from well, we're going live on Friday between 9 and midnight. <laughs> At some point. This show is going to go. Yeah. It's going to go live. That's how we keep you on your toes. <laughs> Listen, you have to be our true fan. Because it's, like, <laughs> it's a Friday night anyway. Well, yeah, whatever. Late. People are tuned in. I see everybody in the live chat. Did you guys not get audio at first? What the heck is up with that? Anyway, we're here. It looks like everybody can hear us now. So we're going to talk about the uh, orca. That, that was a... By the, guys, were those not the most killer pun, whale puns you've ever heard? <laughs> you uh, you had a bunch of them that you had to discard, didn't you? <laughs> I was actually I was writing a whole bunch of whale puns for you. All right, so uh, this whale was only thirty years old, and uh, just in case you don't know, whales basically live to about the the age a human would live. So the the average whale lives to about three or four hundred, almost eighty. Yeah, three or four hundred. And they generally live to about 80. This whale was named Kayla. She got sick on a Saturday, I believe, and died on a Monday. Very, very unusual. And personally, I'm a little worried about sea creatures at um, places like SeaWorld. Did you see blackfish? Yeah, we did. Yes. And what I believe is that their employees should have to have some sort of an event for training purposes. (laughs) You're insatiable. There's a, there's like a list of these, aren't there? <laughs> you just got you just got like a column. <laughs> no, I think that's the last one I got. Anyway, so I was actually thinking, I was like, so 
this happens and everybody freaks out when a whale dies yeah. and they make a big to do about it and and they've already begun phasing out how did wait how did the whale die they don't know yet so they're going to do an autopsy by this this is like a crime scene they do an autopsy on yeah. a whale yeah, uh, they, they don't know exactly, like, how this thing died yet, and they're not going to know until the autopsy's done. Wouldn't it be funny if an elephant was doing the autopsy? It's like a crime scene. Here, Taylor, you're going to read, 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 read that. It's just like Norm MacDonald has a show. Just read it. I guess this fish is fried. My head hurts. <laughs> So they're already phasing out the whole uh, uh, whale thing at SeaWorld. They announced this a couple years ago. Basically, whatever, Isn't whatever. Isn't the whole shtick? How are they like just canceling the whales? They have penguins. That's, that's their logo. Is a whale? Polar bears. Yeah, they have other animals. Yeah, yeah but I can go to a zoo for those. Yeah, but not exclusively a sea zoo. <laughs> <laughs> Are they are they getting rid of the dolphins too? Because that's just like yeah. Well, that's what I was wondering. They don't even said anything about the dolphins. They keep talking about the orcas. It's like a square. And everybody's kind of well. I really think it's it's like a it's the blackfish documentary that came out on Netflix, and suddenly everybody's up in arms about having whales. But this is probably more than likely in our lifetime. You, I wouldn't be surprised if you see a lot of animals, even in zoos. Mm-hmm. They might stop having gorillas. Well, it is kind of set. Like, uh, you ever go to Zoo Atlanta and go to like. Exhibit. Yeah. It's sad. It is. It's like, like the time that we went to that tiger sanctuary, and uh, it was this place in Alabama, yeah, and they had tigers and cougars cages. and bears, and they're in these 12 by 12. They couldn't be more than 15 feet high, yeah. and they created just a small enough environment where, like, a child would be very entertained by it. But yeah. any adult that goes to this place, like, once you pass the petting zoo portion, it's just... It's depressing. Again, not any Because I still had a good time. <laughs> I mean, it's well, it was fun. like the day was, trip, and you were friends, and it was something new. We've never done it before. We had a lovely picnic. We did. It was my first picnic ever, and y'all came prepared. Your wife had the wine, and mm-hmm. she had the blanket all set out, and we happened to find that little river. That was, a, that was fortuitous. That river, like uh, that spot. Yeah. We, just, we pulled off at an exit and managed to find like a really nice, like picturesque spot on a perfectly spring day. Yeah. It was nice. It was beautiful. And then we uh, saw a bunch of tigers in small cages covered in their own filth. And uh, that was depressing. What is this? Read, read this, Zach. Call a publisher because this is the end of this whale's tail. <laughs> Don't throw it at me. So they're facing out the whales anyway, and uh, in other news, they started selling fish sandwiches at all the concession stands. <laughs> Wait, are is, you... is that true? <laughs> <laughs> no, not true at all. And by the way, in the chat, in the chat, I don't know if this is true, but Joey says the whales were eating the dolphins. That's not true. Hi, Joey. But yeah, the, I don't. I think I think he lied. I think he made that up. I think uh, whales would eat dolphins, though, right? A killer whale. Uh, they probably I, hunt them in the wild. I don't. I don't think I mean, they go for the so. dolphins. And, I mean, they go for seals. If, yeah, if oh. they're hungry enough. I mean, they. I, mean, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not expert enough on on sea life. I would imagine that it's pretty. It's a lot more difficult to 
catch a dolphin than it is a, a seal. Dolphins are a lot smarter. and uh, probably Well, dolphins, like, faster. identify with humans. Like, that, it goes back thousands of years. Like, dolphins actually help fishermen fish. And they get a reward once the fish are caught, and they like the fishermen will throw them a fish. Is that uh, does that really go back thousands of years? It does. It does. Says who? Says uh, historians and documentarians. <laughs> of oh, one particular oh, documentary that I watched. Doc, doctor historian, that guy. Okay, I'm just I'm just checking, just fact checking. What is next for the whales? Here, hang, hang on. What? <laughs> He's a machine. He's been watching Norm Macdonald, and now he's just a, a machine with these jokes. So uh, derivative. <laughs> this whale's plans have gone belly up. They don't get old, man. I mean, I guess not a sounding like a blowhard. <laughs> I wasn't ready. A blowhard. <laughs> Gotta keep your finger on the trigger around this table. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You're gonna be on time now. I just know it. Uh, I don't know. I really like that clock. I actually spent a good bit of money on that clock, so enjoy. It's not really his. Keeping it. Oh. Oh. What, I'm not allowed to take this? It was symbolic. <laughs> okay. I love that clock. <laughs> it clicks. I mean, it ticks loudly. Gives you your kicks, right? <laughs> Jason said, what vegetable do you not take on a cruise ship? I read the answer, so you got to guess. A leak. Hoi. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we get to our next news story, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Whether you're an expert car builder man or just a fan of a really big sports ball team, you can start a podcast today. Podcasting is a cutting-edge new form of media that old people don't understand. Here at the Felicio Rodeo Podcast Studio, we can help you make your first podcast today. We have super high-tech equipment that we collectively received for Christmas. Blue Yeti Pro Microphone, Behringer Audio Interface, MacBook Pro, GarageBand. There's not a lot of podcasts out there, so we can help you get in there early. If you can't come up with a good idea for a podcast, just start one about comedy news. Email us now. Record at FellatioRodeoPodcastStudio.com. The time is now to be one of the first podcasters in the world. Get your voice heard today. And cut. Cut. No, hard cut. Don't fade. No, don't. Fades are lame. All right, Kuala Lumpur is being overran by gangs of monkeys. Now, you sent me this. Yes, I did. Did you read it? No. (laughs) I read read the headline and I was like, oh, that's great. That's great. It's actually nothing new and I got curious. So I, I looked up a bunch of YouTube videos and sure enough, they're all over the place. And these things run up to people. They run up to tourists specifically because the locals just ignore them and they stay away. Mm-hmm. But they run up to tourists. They they know they're smart. They've learned to grab their bags. Yeah. Because they know the valuables are in the bags. They can Get hold them for ransom. The hell out. So they trade the bags for like uh, fruit or whatever. Yes. And they work together. They, they take the, and you can see they're digging through the bag. They're grabbing whatever they want out of it. They generally just, just thinking food's in there, right? 
And uh, so, so what's, what's happening now, though, is they're getting so intelligent that, like I said, they're forming gangs and people, they, they don't know how to, like, combat the monkey situation going on. So the thing that they keep thinking, they, they have to have, like, special reservoirs that contain, like, their trash cans. Mm-hmm. And they'll actually say, like, 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 it's like a monkey facility. So everybody knows why that's there. How crazy is that? It's like the Hangover Park 2, where the monkey, like, the human trains the monkey to, like, go after the tourists and get their money and a cigarette and do a line of cocaine. I mean, it's, where or, does it end? Or, like, in Indiana Jones, where oh, he, I didn't the monkey is the, the spy Ooh. For, the, uh, for the Nazis. <laughs> More on that later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hey, what's a monkey's favorite Queen song? Oh, we are the champions. <laughs> that was my coffee. Listen, I'm sorry. It keeps on bouncing off of him. Where'd my coffee go? So anyway, uh, what's what's funny about it too is it's really just the, the 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 tourists that are getting themselves in trouble, and some of them get violent. The monkeys will actually they'll scratch and they'll bite if you if you're really giving it too much they attention. They have sharp honestly. teeth too. Yeah. they're nasty. No, they're mean. And people think they're cute, and they keep taking they're videos. Adorable. There's hundreds of videos of, of this on YouTube, so you could just look it up. And I think I might pronounce it wrong, but it's they're mostly prevalent around the Batu Cave area, mm-hmm. and there's that huge staircase. It's like a famous staircase. Did it say what kind of uh, monkeys they were? I was it macaws. Mac- macaw. Yeah, is that how you say it? Macaws? Yeah, I think so. Those little tiny. M A C A U. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Little abus. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Abu was a thief too. Uh, yeah. Well, he was. Yeah. Good point. We did learn this years ago in Aladdin. <laughs> Abu was a thief. He was a lovable thief, and also the comic relief. He was. Well, he wasn't the only comic relief. No. Aladdin was also a thief, and we just learned to love him because he got a genie and he became a prince, yeah. and yeah, so. Street bread. Yeah. I lost my coffee. Did you take my coffee? No, there's sugar in that. Ah, uh, it's okay. <gasps> He's breaking keto, people. Just your ketosis. Just... You need a kick! <laughs> Gets me all pumped up! Uh, so, uh, there's a local university. Quick, give us a pun. But... <laughs> all right, I got one for you. <laughs> What would you call a romantic evening with a gorilla? Ape night? Day ape. <laughs> what about the make me go ape shit? Yes! What in the jar? No. Oh! Hang on, I got you. Yeah, thanks. I got you tonight. <laughs> uh, for once, I, uh, I actually don't have my wallet on this one. By the way, uh, if you're new to the show, we have a swear jar in the middle of the table. We're not supposed to say naughty words. Well, but if we it... do. We put a dollar in. We put a dollar in, and we're going to donate this money to... Zach. Uh, the Fight for the Forgotten. It's a charity. That's a, like a special dollar. For one dollar. It's a charity that uh, builds wells. Or four quarters. <laughs> was it? I thought it looked It was like, four quarters. Was it? I thought I saw like a golden... No. Thing. All right. So what? Fight for the Forgotten. It's a uh, charity that builds wells in the Congo for the pygmies. Thrilling! You, you enjoy you enjoying the thing so well over there? Yeah. I really am pumped up on coffee right now. I had a lot right before the episode. Yeah. I was waiting for you. Right about it. <laughs> well, I was doing something exhausting, so I'm with you. What were you doing? Gym. Oh, that's exciting. It was. 
Wait a minute. I offered you coffee, and you said, no, I'm still pumped up from a pre-workout. Yeah, and wore off. <laughs> Pretty quick in, like, <laughs> ten minutes. Wow. Let's talk about K-pop. This um, is a weird story. I don't know enough is about it? K-pop to contribute it just sounds, to this. It sounds like they're about, what, 50, 50 or 60 years behind uh, David Bowie? He got off the... What? Yeah, you don't remember David Bowie got off the plane in the Nazi outfit? There's, a, like, a famous photo of him like doing the Nazi symbol. Holy moly, I didn't know that. Even weirder, since he's British. And, you know, if anybody has reason to hate the Nazis, it's like them and uh, probably Jews. Didn't he live in Germany for a while, David Bowie? I don't know. That's more David Bowie trivia than I know, right there. <laughs> you know about this, but you don't know if where he lived or anything else. Just it was he just, did that. It was in passing on a VH1 behind the music, so uh, yeah. 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 But, uh, uh, oh, was that a duet with uh, Steven Tyler also in that? <laughs> wait, wait, no, you're talking about... Uh, oh, who am I thinking of? Dancing in the street. No, 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 that, no. You're thinking the Mick Jagger. Jagger. That's it. Oh, yeah. Mick Jagger, not Steven Tyler. But yeah, it was David Bowie and Mick Jagger. Did you ever see the, the video where there's yes. no music? Yes. All right, got, after the episode, don't change it now, but after the episode, YouTube uh, uh, David Bowie and Mick Jagger doing Dancing in the Streets with no music. That's great. It's hilarious. <laughs> One of the best things ever. Worth the watch. All right. So anyway, K-pop bands, uh, bands in South Korea, they're dressing up like, uh, like uh, Nazi troopers. And I gotta tell you, I did not see this coming. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you did not see this coming. Okay. Uh, thanks. Uh, I didn't even catch that one. <laughs> thanks. Come on. Hey. You want some of this coffee? I uh, another thing. So I googled it after Zach sent me. There were a couple p- pictures in the article. But you could easily Google this. And, okay, first of all, I haven't heard of these bands. One of the band's name is just BTS. I feel like I've heard of them, actually. And sure enough, they they They're went on stage. Big, right? They went on stage with red T-shirts that have swastikas on them. Yeah, yeah but that's also the Buddhist peace symbol. No, come on. A, a bright red shirt, it's got the, it's got the, like a straight-up Nazi, like, swastika, not like the peaceful Tibetan, swastika. Tibetan good luck, Trump. Then they're... <laughs> <laughs> They're wearing, like, what are they called? SS officers? Yeah. They're wearing, like, those outfits. You know what I mean? With, like, the... The hats and the, the bands and the... And the bird and the, yeah, yeah. and the thing. And then and they're going and they're, like, marching on stage, waving big red flags with white circles on them. Now, in this, in this scenario, Were they raising though, their feet up and... They, no, they weren't thing. doing it like that. Okay. But you get the idea of what they're doing. Right, sure. And then they have to come out with, like, these apologies. Yeah. Like, they didn't know. Do well, you really very... think they didn't know? Are they that stupid? No, these K-pop bands, they don't organize this. They're not the creative behind it. Like, have you ever... We watched a documentary on this where uh, in the K-pop culture, like, parents get their children into these boot camps to become a pop sensation in mm-hmm. K-pop to be part of these bands. And, like, it's it's essentially like boarding school, but for becoming a singer and a dancer and a pop culture phenomenon. And it is, like, it's so contrived and controlled and manipulated. And these kids have no say in their own lives. They're not allowed to have relationships. They're not allowed to speak out in public without, like, certain permissions. I mean, it is. It's all about preserving the fantasy for the fans. Yes. It's creepy. They have an extremely, like, controlled existence. This is a fantasy for the fans? Uh, Like, like the young school girls in like the Britney Spears outfits. But yeah, but that's Anna, different. Anna, that's Anna, not an SS officer. So the explanation in the article that I read 
point was that Nazism has a very different cultural impact as far as uh, Asians are concerned, because at the time the the big bad in in uh, Korea at the time was Japan, which was also an an Axis power. So I don't really understand the the appeal. Like maybe it's just like some kind of uh, attraction to fascist fashion. Yeah, but... t- Taylor's looking at the chat on the on YouTube, and basically Kathy and Joey are crapping all over me. Why? They're like BTS is the biggest band in Korea. Okay, well, they, I did say they've that. gone mainstream. They're also uh, they were on the Ellen Show recently. Yeah, they're one of the only K-pop bands to. I think they are the only K-pop band to sell out a show in America now. Mm-hmm. So they're the first, and they're definitely the first. They might be the only. I don't don't quote me on that. But either way, like um, they don't have this. Like there is no Godwin's law in Korea, right? Like it, it's not. It's not. You don't get automatically equated with Hitler. You get automatically uh, equated with like Kim Jong Il. I would imagine would be their their equivalent. But it's you know, it's just it doesn't have that same like rhetorical oomph that it does in America. Uh, you know, it's not. It's the symbol. The symbolism. It just isn't there. The symbology. <laughs> you almost, I almost said. It. So do you, you see, you what's act- like the symbology of that symbolism? I what you yeah. mean is yeah. symbolism. I believe the word you're looking for is symbolism. <laughs> Great so, movie. So, do you think the so, wait? So were you, were you basically saying that the kids might not actually know what they're doing? The kids uh, almost certainly have no say in what they're. Even if and, they know what they're doing, they don't have a say. And they can't just back out. Yeah, and I don't know what their education level is, but I'm sure it consists a lot of, like, choreography and, like, vocal lessons. And maybe yeah. not so much about, like, uh, European history, which is something that we favor immensely in the West, but in the East, it's probably, you know... I mean, how much do you know about, like, the Han Dynasty. All right. Well, to your point, though, it also said in this article that they've been known to even, uh, I don't know what, what word to use, promote or, or kind of, uh, 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 they basically talk about the um, bomb that went off in Japan. Nagasaki. Yeah. Well, because... They have to know about Nagasaki. Yeah, that's I an enormous... But Hiroshima? that has nothing to do with... Hiroshima and Nagasaki is where we dropped the A-bombs in World War II. But that's not got very little to do with the Nazis. We were, the Nazis were already out of the war by that time. But Japan were their allies, and they had not signed the treaty that, that Germany yeah. had signed with the rest of the world. Yeah, V-Day was not uh, VE Day. VE Day like, happened like a few months earlier, I think. Maybe even a year. I'm not even sure. But the, the war in the Pacific went on and on and on. Yeah. Japan wasn't giving up. No, we had to dig them out. And then... Uh, yeah, I don't. That's actually a pretty big uh, historical bugaboo. Is like whether or not it was justified to drop two nuclear weapons to end the war on city on uh, civilians, civilian cities. Uh, civilian cities. Now, also, I mean, you have to think the casualties that they suffered were fast and immense, but probably pale in comparison to what the the population of Berlin. Or like other like major German cities did. We were bombing them around the clock. And the same thing they were doing the same thing to England and London. I mean, they just that was a very uh, effective and popular uh, warfare tactic back then. It's you know, and we feel like we know better now. But I mean, if you just look at 
I mean, even in the recent past, and um, uh, well, I mean, with drone strikes, I was going to go back to Vietnam where we were bought. We almost won the war in Vietnam, but we uh, fell under pressure from the uh, American media because the we were bombing civilian cities, and it, you know that's a, that's an effective tactic, but it's a, but it's also heartless and awful and inhumane. Yeah, I mean, it's terrible. It's it's awful, but. but and that kind of begs the question, like, how much are you responsible for the military decisions of your society? Because, you know, you got to remember in Japan, like, they were really happy that the Japanese were conquering and devastating. And, God, if you want to talk about war crimes and awful things, like, just look up the Rape of Nanking or the Bataan Death March, the Bataan Death March. Do me a favor. Lift your mic up a bit. Some people are saying you're fading out. Sorry, just guys. Go, don't, there you go. Right into the mic. I know you want to hear my interesting voice the whole time. <laughs> so wait, go. What, what were you? What, what was the last thing you said? The Bata on the what is the that? Death March. So uh, early on in the war, like the first, uh, like right after Pearl Harbor was uh, bombed, we had uh, the Americans had stationed um, a, an in, uh, an increasingly large force in the Philippines, uh, just a, as like a, precra- a precautionary uh, tactic. The, to counter, like, the Japanese presence in the Pacific Ocean. And uh, basically, they caught us completely unawares. We didn't know that war was coming. And they immediately invaded the Philippines and overran our base and took a bunch of our uh, soldiers prisoners. And these guys were in Japanese captivity for the whole uh, war, like, all four or five years of the American involvement in World War II. And I actually just read a book on this where they yeah they you, uh, I mean the, for example one the guy that whose personal account uh, I heard um, he spent he started out as a 165 pound athletic soldier who's uh, able to compete at that weight class in an army boxing tournament uh, by the end of the war he weighed less than 95 pounds yeah Ooh. and this was really common I mean they were beat, um, if not to death, then very close to it, if they fell out of line along the march. Um, suffered from dysentery, uh, No, if they, like, just fell off, like, out of the the marching line, there would be another squadron behind the the march line, and Mm -hmm. they would just come with machine guns, just kill them all. And they they wouldn't let them stop for water? You had to sneak off and get water. If If you could. Yeah, if you could. And if you were caught, you were killed. Exactly. It's, it was, I mean, it was just absolutely, and that's not even the worst stuff. The worst no. stuff is what they did to the Chinese, and they were conducting human experiments to try and figure out whether or not um, they could treat frostbite. And the way that they did this was by freezing and thawing and freezing and thawing the limbs of Chinese prisoners over and over oh and over God. again, to the point where that they just, there was nothing but, like, meat and bone left. <laughs> it was awful. I mean, you know, this, it was some of the, the worst stuff in the... In the history of, but you know, I mean, I say that, but geez, like torture really, torture's torture's taking a real downturn in the twentieth twentieth first century. So to bring it back, are you saying that listening to K-pop is torture? Mm, I mean, <laughs> I thought Gangnam Style was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're about to get some flack. Carving out that niche through the other the other K-pop. I band. had no other way to bring it back the, to K-pop. <laughs> the other K-pop band. I'm going to butcher the name of this too. The other K-pop band was Kia Kizaka Forty Six. Yeah. Kia. 
Kia Kizaka Forty Six was another band that, or uh, band that did this, and uh, another one was Ahmad Danin. That doesn't sound Korean. Uh-huh. I don't know. They listed his name here though. So, uh, with regards to this, there was a thing here that uh, I wanted to read. I gotta find it. Like, what? How do you make sense of something like that? Like it. The flags and images were creative elements, completely unrelated to national socialism. No. Yeah, that's, that's, no, what, that's it what it says. Their management has come out and said the the performance is in no way associated with national socialism, as some observers have alleged. Uh, uh, alleged. alleged, and in fact, it showed. Uh, oh, it should be noted that the performance includes creative elements that are designed to direct criticism against these very elements of totalitarian totalitarianism. So that sounds like they're walking it back pretty hard to me. Uh, but I mean, if you look at these costumes and the flags and stuff, it's, how can you? It's very in your face. It's not a nod. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, is it possible to be so completely? Like, oblivious? Like, I, I feel like I've been trying to make excuses for these people the whole conversation so far, but... You're playing devil's advocate. You may not agree, but, you know, just to, to maybe develop more sides to... To me, it seems... The thought process. I and mean, I'm not an expert on Korean culture by any means, but to me, it seems like they were taking a risk to draw to drum up some controversy, and it kind of backfired on them, and now they're like, oh, okay, well, we can't do that. And so they're just they're figuring the out where like, the yeah. line is. They yeah. don't know where it is. They're figuring it out as they go, especially crossing into being international yeah, superstars. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like if they want to make that world. jump to the west, yeah. Where let's be honest, that's where the money is. Well, and nowadays, like where it's just so easy to offend somebody. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> good luck. K-pop bands coming to the states. This article is so weird. So, by the way, Ahmad Dani is an Indonesian star. But what's ah, weird about right. this? What's, what's weird about this article is that they spend so much time basically trying to say that it's not related to Nazism or or, or national socialism. Like uh, here it says, however, cultural ex- experts say the bands are not out to cause deliberate offense. Mm-hmm. I believe that. Yeah. Uh, the insisted, they insisted the logo was inspired by a traffic sign to represent the band's desire to expand without a limit in four directions. What traffic sign? Come on, that's BS. Yeah, no, that's nonsense. What traffic sign? Seriously, what traffic sign may look like a swastika? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I didn't see a, I read the article, I didn't see a picture of the traffic sign. Did somebody see a crosswalk sign and, but they were on LSD and then just started getting like really... Well, Different. it wouldn't get jagged. Right? So, okay. I don't know. I've never done LSD. I don't know how that stuff works. It looks like the logo they're speaking of is, it's a red circle with a black X in the middle. So it looks like the swastika sign, just without the without extra... Without the little extra... The extra... Yeah. Uh, uh, Leafs? Legs? I don't know. Feet? Wings? Sure. I mean, but with the way they're wearing them... gives you wings. They're wearing them on their shoulder here. And no, I'm sorry. It's not even a patch. It's a band going around their arm. Okay, you the mean, band like the Nazis used to wear? Yeah! Oh, okay. <laughs> and then they spend... This is interesting marketing. Yeah, it's shenanigans. This is this is shenanigans. <laughs> yeah. We're all getting taken for a ride. We're bought into it. Yeah. <laughs> Again, we always do this. It's the third of four horsemen, I'm pretty sure. Korean Nazis. Because we're talking about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Here we are. And now I know what the band is. I didn't know who the <laughs> band was yesterday, and now I know these bands. Hey, we should play a, a clip. See if we can find us some of their some of their music. Oh, and then we're and let YouTube pull us right the hell off. Yeah, we'll just know. keep it under thirty seconds. Yeah, and we we'll uh, we'll talk over it and criticize it. I don't hear it constructively. Uh, here, here's a here's a song by BTS. Oh, that's a that's a commercial. It's a lot like a song. YouTube. Do we have to watch the whole ad? Okay. Yeah, let's just get to the music. Long Come intro. On. Hmm. I like it. Oh yeah. I don't know. They all look kind of scary. Oh, it's very, it's very boy band. I gotta say these uh, these lyrics are nonsense. Dude, these boys are pretty. I bet. Woo! They look like Backstreet Boys, but like preteen. And Koreans, so they're tall. All right. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's got a Knicks jersey on. (laughs) Represent. (laughs) Fan for life, mate, right over here. New York Knicks and Nazis. Doesn't get any better. (laughs) Hey, you know, in the end, though, was Hitler really that bad of a guy? He did nothing wrong, is what I've heard. Well, in the end, he did kill Hitler. <laughs> Hitler did kill Hitler. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, you like yeah. Mercedes, don't you? Yeah, well, you know, well, you, you joke, but is it, well, is it true that yes. uh, World War II soldiers were getting, what are they called, uh, uh, shell shock? Yeah. Or, or, or no, flashbacks? Sh- well, shell shock was... PTSD, whatever. World War One. I, I, thought, term, it, I yeah. thought it was the Mitsubishi logo. Was it Mercedes? Mercedes was the uh, was the official like. I mean, they were a German company producing German cars for Nazi Germany. Like, uh, friggin' uh, Hitler drove around in a in a Mercedes. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, so it was the Mercedes logo. They'd be driving on the highway, and they would see like the Mercedes logo, and have like an evil dark flashback. I don't know about that. Is that I, true? I, I it would trigger it. their PTSD into an episode. I read it. In a book. <laughs> okay, no. I, you don't knowing read books. You, I was about to say, it was an internet article. It was not a book. You got me. <laughs> we were just mentioning, like, our, our reading on... on the yeah, I totally believed you. I totally believed you. I did. Well, yeah. I've been trying to get them to read that book, Justice, for how long now? And, tell, and how many times have you said it's legitimately good? How many times have you What's gone justice? to him? With the existential crisis. Yeah. It's the collection of essays of political views and how hypothetical questions can help you see other political views then, and how they affect society. Don't you remember the philosophical struggle? I, I got on like a few months ago. Oh, that was the book Justice. That's right. Yeah, you like that one scene with the kid that was stuck in the room? Scene? You, you talk about books and scenes? Same book club, guys. <laughs> that was actually a short story. I'm trying. <laughs> trying my best, dude. Good, good author. Who wrote it? Anyway, but but you were saying like the chapter or the short story. Yeah, so you were saying in the short story like this. Uh, Go ahead, describe it to me because you could tell it better. The ones who want are from the city's name. I can't remember. It was like Masalas or something like that. Can't remember it. Either way, it was like the it was a uh, it was a thought experiment about the perfect city filled with prosperous people uh, and kind of filled with anything that you as an individual would imagine when you would say the uh, Omelis, uh, the ones who walked away from Omelis is the, uh, the title of this short story. And uh, it's anything you would imagine the perfect city to have, a, 
prosperous people, no violence, no, uh, you know, no difficulties. Everyone is happy and they get along fine. And the reason, the only reason that they can do this is because there's a single child who is mentally infirm and, he, and is terribly mistreated in a small, dark, dank room with, like, a, you know, a bucket to piss in and, like, that's it. And, like, no love or affection. And if anybody was to ever offer any kindness to this small child, they would, the, uh, the entire society would fall apart and they would become just a, like a regular city and the uh, everybody in the whole society knows about this and has to decide whether or not to uh, leave the place and the people it's like okay well there's that's what the, the story is about this there's certain people who just walk away from this city because they can't live with the, the guilt of and, it, and it's kind of to illustrate like okay well the Right of the majority, like the 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 idea of utilitarianism isn't a, a good idea because it's you know the maximum level of happiness for the maximum uh, amount of people, but it's not justifiable based on the suffering of like even a single individual. It's a powerful story. It's a good story. I I would recommend it to anybody. And you should read it. You won't, but you should. No, I won't. I promise you that. <laughs> I've only been telling you to read. The Why would I read it years? if you guys tell me about it anyway? At but least I have. I just to saved talk myself like two months. <laughs> two you months. You just told me what, or, or at least two hours. <laughs> two you just hours. Told oh my me. God. So just read more books and tell me about it. By the way, I do listen to audiobooks. I listen to Radio Ready Player One, and I listen to The Martian. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh... And by the way, highly the, educational folks. The Martian was a phenomenal audiobook because yeah, the sure. whole thing is him writing yeah. a diary anyway. No, I'm sure the Martian was good. Yeah, I didn't get a lot out of it because we were also like part of you listening to the Martian was us being on a road trip. So mm-hmm. I got like portions of the diary, and then you would drive the car to work the next day, and then I would come back into the car and be like, "What the hell is happening in the story?" He's uh, he's growing potatoes. I would just rather get a <laughs> rather get a bookmark, put it in there, do my. My dog, dude, yeah. dog ears. Dude flew all the way to Mars to grow potatoes. Yeah. No. I mean, you get credit for that one. Uh, Ready Player One was the literary equivalent of cotton candy. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. It, melt, it melts in your mouth, but okay. <laughs> dude, Ready Player One was the ultimate fan service movie. It was fun. Or, or story, or book, yeah, I yeah. should say. That whole thing, that whole story just appealed to, like, you and me. Yeah, exactly. Like, the, like dudes in their mid-30s, basically. The, uh, the movie more so than the book. The book was for people a little bit older than us, I think. You think so? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess some of the video game references, but for the most part, it was all, like, 80s movies and stuff. Yeah. Dungeons and Dragons and stuff. And there was a lot of Gygax in there. Well, that's still a thing. Yeah, I would probably, you know, if I knew somebody that uh, played Dungeons and Dragons, I could probably. Seems I, fun. You know what? If I know anybody that plays D&D, like, I'm down to come to game night. I want to figure out what that is. I'm intrigued. Yeah, it's basically like a writing exercise. You figure out your character and your, uh, you know, stats and whatever, and then somebody, like, with experience, presumably, becomes the dungeon master, and they come up with a story and a campaign for you guys to do over a series of uh, sessions. And that seems, like, fun to me. I mean, it's playing pretend. Just like we did when we were kids. Do we get to dress up? I'm a dwarf. (laughs) 
And a lot of successful podcasts, all they do is play uh, D&D all night. That's an idea. Yeah, nice. like Adventureland. Adventureland's a huge podcast. Adventureland is such a big podcast that they go on tour, like a rock band. Yeah. And they, they just came to Atlanta a few months ago, mm-hmm. and they packed out the Cobb Energy Center. Which is weird. Yeah, and you know what they do? They record their podcast live, like like a band would record a live performance. I mean, if you're funny. People are still having an issue with your audio. If you could just lean into the mic. Sorry. I don't know what's up with that mic. Maybe lift it up a little bit. Hey, there's a there's a, there's a a mute button. That might mess it up. There's a mute button at towards the front of the microphone. Yeah, yeah. why don't we Is play it? around with this? Book, book yeah, book the more you mess with it, yeah. At this point, we're already... Yeah, I don't know if we're ever going to get that mic to... Well, I did notice, so... <laughs> Alright, NPR. What happened tonight, so last week I used the other computer for the live stream, which yeah. runs Ubuntu, mm-hmm. and Ubuntu doesn't let me customize the camera settings, and if you watched the last episode, the camera was so overexposed that it was like bright white, you know what oh, I mean? Oh, that too. Yeah, yeah. so I, I, I switched to this Windows computer, and it seems like it has some natural, like, noise gate or something. Like, I couldn't get it to sound right even earlier, so apparently you and I have been sounding fine this whole time, and Zach sounds yeah. like a big pile of poop. Aww. Um, as Joey so kindly put it, it could be our we, garbage cable. No, no, we know, uh, we, we've know we known that in the past. That cable is bad, but the cable's not leading to, I think, the sound going in and out. So the, wrong, the cable Joey. The cable's just making that popping sound whenever he moves it. How do you guys know I just didn't, like, smoke 16 packs of cigarettes before I came over here? <laughs> we would smell it. <laughs> and it sticks, and I don't like it. No, I've noticed now. Like if people go outside and smoke a cigarette and come back in, I smell that cigarette in my house for at least a week. I, I can't. And it stays in your hair. And it's like I'll pull out a random piece of clothing out of my closet, and I'll be like, "Why does it smell like cigarettes?" Like, and then I have to wash these items of clothing because they were. I don't know. I guess I thought of them while somebody was smoking. I don't know. It's weird. All right. Don't well, smoke, people. We did it, guys. We got through a live episode again. Woo! Uh, so next week, we're going to go live at 9. Yeah. yeah. I really Assumably. wish that I had Kathy's, like, sometime between 9 and, you know, 1500. We're going to go live next Friday at 9 o'clock. Hopefully, I'll work out the technical difficulties we experienced this evening. I'll fix the mics up. Okay. Justin, we're proud of you for quitting cold turkey. Yeah. Quitting was that smoking. Justin or was oh, that good job, was that Jason? Was that Justin or Jason? Jason said that. Jason. Jason quit smoking. Uh-huh. Hey guys, uh, you know if you're Justin. listening in on the podcast, job, you can tune in on uh, YouTube because I know we have a lot of listeners that only listen on like Spotify and other podcast apps, <laughs> Cashbox. Yeah. Uh, iTunes and Stitcher. Google Play. Stitcher. Does anybody use Stitcher? XOTV. Uh, Assumably oh, somebody ex- uses Stitcher. Yeah, I guess so. Because I've heard of it. People who want to listen to the Dr. Phil podcast who don't have an Apple account have to use Stitcher. Boy, that's an oddly specific example. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, uh, thanks for tuning in tonight. Uh, we appreciate it. That was a lot of fun. Thanks for uh, participating like, share, in the chat. Tell a friend. And that's it. We'll see you next Friday.